The following is a sermon from Pastor Timothy Borman and Sure Foundation, a church located in Woodside, Queens, New York, the world's most diverse community. For more information and for more audio content, go to sure-foundation.org. This morning, I want to meditate with you for a brief moment on a word from our dear Savior Jesus, the one who was born to redeem us from all sin. This lesson comes from Isaiah chapter 52, and you can follow along there on page 8. How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news, who proclaim peace, who bring good tidings, who proclaim salvation, who say to Zion, your God reigns. Listen, your watchmen lift up their voices. Together they shout for joy. When the Lord returns to Zion, they will see it with their own eyes. Burst into songs of joy together, you ruins of Jerusalem, for the Lord has comforted His people. He has redeemed Jerusalem. The Lord will lay bare His holy arm in the sight of all the nations, and all the ends of the earth will see the salvation of our God. This is the word of the Lord. I've heard it from, from many people in many different places that it just doesn't feel like Christmas yet. Does it feel like Christmas yet? <laughs> See, <laughs> not yet. So I want to bring a word to that this morning. A word that has to do with Christmas expectations. Because for many hundreds of years now, we've come to expect something from Christmas that maybe we shouldn't expect. So I want to bring two truths to your Christmas expectations. And the two truths are this. The first one is, Christmas comes in a way that you don't really expect it to come. And the second one is this, that Christmas comes to places that you really wouldn't expect. And I think these two truths are going to adjust your Christmas expectations, not only for this year, but for many years to come. Christmas comes from a very unexpected place. And it starts in a very small and unexpected, even ugly place, at least according to Isaiah. You see, according to Isaiah, Christmas starts with feet. That's what he says. Christmas starts with one pair of feet on the mountain. Uh, I always find that, that meditation from Isaiah a little bit interesting. He says, sort of ironically, that these feet are beautiful. And I suppose we could say that the feet are beautiful, not because feet are beautiful per se, because they're not. I mean, feet are actually kind of ugly. They're, they're hairy, they're smelly, they, lots of different things can grow on them, lots of different kind of funguses and stuff like that. In fact, there's one person in my house, and you can probably guess who it is, there's one person in my house that if you take off your socks and you get your feet, even a couple, this is a kind of a game that we play at home. 
If you get your feet within like a couple of inches of this one person in my house, she will bolt and get up and run away. Because feet are kind of ugly. They're kind of small. But Isaiah says that feet are beautiful. Why? Feet are beautiful because they come with an incredible message. Christmas starts right there. Christmas starts in very small, ugly places with just one pair of feet. Now look at what Isaiah says happens after that. Christmas is nothing more, nothing less than news. So it's, Christmas starts with two pairs of, one pair of feet. And then in the very next verse, it spreads. And it goes to the watchman. And then the watchmen start to talk about this. God is coming, they say. And they share this message among themselves. And then look in the very next verse. Christmas spreads from there. And then all of a sudden, the whole city's talking about it. The ruins of Jerusalem, it says. And then Christmas spreads from there. And look at how far Christmas gets, Isaiah says. Christmas starts with two feet. And it spreads all the way, Isaiah says in the very last verse, to the very ends of the earth. That's how Christmas comes. It comes slowly. It starts in small, ugly places like a manger, and then it spreads all the way to the ends of the earth. Now, I think this is an important meditation for us this morning, understanding how Christmas comes. It doesn't come all at once. It comes a little bit at a time. And maybe it starts with your feet and it spreads from there. You know, it... As I thought about this, I thought about a recent book that I read by a Holocaust survivor. And he can remember the day when the white flag went up outside of his concentration camp. And all of a sudden, they were able to walk out. They were completely liberated by by the Allies. And they walked around outside of the concentration camp. And and the funny thing is they returned to the same bunk that, that they had spent so many years in, in captivity, to sleep that night. And then the captives talked to themselves about what the liberation was like because they had dreamed about this for so long. And none of them wanted to admit it. They were kind of ashamed about it, that they didn't feel the joy that they were supposed to feel. And so one of them said, he he recounts this in his book, tell me, were you pleased today? This is after liberation. And one replied, truthfully, no. Because the truth hadn't totally sunk in yet. It hadn't spread from their, their head all the way to their heart. They weren't quite believing everything that God had done for them in their liberation. You see, that's how Christmas is like. Christmas starts in a small place in the corner of your heart and it begins to grow little by little. Maybe it starts with your feet, but by the end of it, it spreads to your whole heart. This is my point. Maybe it doesn't feel like Christmas yet, and that's okay. Because I think that this is what I call the tyranny of Christmas. I, went, I walked into Jollibee's the other day, and you can fault me for my bad lunch habits, but I didn't bring lunch along, and so I decided to eat this chicken sandwich. Anyway, you know what's on everything that they sell? This giant thing that says joy. 
everywhere, everywhere that you go, right? Joy. This is how we're supposed to feel. And then, and then it's like we're being bullied into feeling like I'm supposed to feel joy. Why don't I feel all the joy that I'm supposed to feel? Well, one of the messages of Christmas has got to be this. Christmas is news and you've got to give it time to spread from your feet all the way to the corners and the ends of your heart. Don't beat yourself up on Christmas because that's not the point of Christmas, is it? Christmas is about redemption. Christmas is about God giving us the fullness of His grace. And Christmas is news that spreads a little bit out of time. That's our first meditation. This is how Christmas comes. It starts with two feet in the mountains and it spreads to the ends of the earth. Here's a second meditation that I want to bring. And this, is, this one's more important, I think. Where does Christmas come to? And this is, this, this is just stunning to me, what Isaiah says. Christmas comes to ruins. That's what he says. Look, look, look with me at, at, at verse 9. He, he says, to people who were not bursting with songs of joy, they had to be told to be sing songs of joy. He says, burst into songs of joy together, you ruins of Jerusalem. So this is Isaiah's Christmas. He's looking around and there's nothing but ruins of Jerusalem. The houses are in ruins. The temple is in ruins. The worship of God is in ruins. The, the, the houses are burned down. There's Literally, their life is in a shambles. And this is where Christmas comes to. Christmas comes to ruins. And this is the other part of the tyranny of Christmas. We're told, we're told that Christmas is supposed to be this beautiful moment where this beautiful family that you've always expected to have with all these wonderful children sitting around who are so obedient, you know, and you have all this stuff, you sit around the Christmas tree and, there's, and it's just beautiful, right? This is the tyranny of Christmas. We have this expectation that Christmas is supposed to be like this, but Isaiah's Christmas is not like that. Christmas comes to ruins, to ruined families, to ruined relationships, to ruined economic situations, to emotional ruins, you could say. This is where Christmas comes, and this is why feet are beautiful, you could say, because Christmas comes to those who need it the most with a promise that God comes to ruins. And this, 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 is, this is what the people are so excited about, right? The people are so excited because God was going to finally show up. That God was going to come and do this amazing rebuilding project on Jerusalem. And so the watchmen who see it from afar, they're saying, He's coming. It's going to happen. It hasn't happened yet. But we believe that it will. Because God is good. And how much more us here today 
who have seen him come in the fullness of his glory. And this is, Christmas is news. We said that before. And how beautiful, Isaiah says, and it's a five-fold news. Good news, it proclaims peace, it brings good tidings, it proclaims salvation, and finally it says, your God reigns. Christmas is news. It's the news of the angels. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace. It's the news of Simeon who had waited so long. He had waited so long. Now I can die in peace, he says. Because I have seen my salvation. Christmas is a promise kept that the baby in the manger would go all the way to the cross for us. Christmas is a promise kept that that finally God would come and, and break the slavery that we were under to death and say, now there is eternal life for all. Christmas is news and it's a promise that God reigns and He will come again. So in a way, we pray with the whole Christian church today. Jesus, we sit here in ruins, but we have the greatest joy even in the ruins because we're waiting on You. And we believe in You. And You will come again. That's Isaiah's Christmas. And those can be our expectations for Christmas going forward. That Christmas comes a little bit at a time. It starts with just two feet. Goes to the end of the earth. To the ends of your heart. And Christmas doesn't come to people who have it all together. But Christmas comes to ruins with a promise. Amen? Amen.